0: I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're A, a couple, couple of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. And today we have Amy Meester, a writer and TTT... TTT? <laughs> TTRPG rpg creator for D&D
1: Disability joining us. How are you? Hello. I am doing well. Excited to be here. Awesome.
2: Yeah, so we have a couple questions for you, and then we're going to make a character together.
0: All right. Sounds good. I'm ready. All right. Um, do you want to start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself in D&D Disability?
1: Uh, yes. So D&D Disability is a small little group of us. We make disabilities mechanics and supplements for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, things we've done in the past, we've made mechanics for chronic pain, for, we've made autism mechanics, just things that allow players to play characters that they feel represent them and represent their lives. Personally, I've helped with some of the mechanics. I helped with the autism mechanics in particular. I've done some writing. I do some disabled NPCs that we put Mm. out. Things like that.
2: Awesome where did you get the idea for dnd disability and why did you want to make it i think it's obvious like to me as a person with a disability but let's see what you have to say
1: yeah so i cannot take credit for being the genius behind it that is mm-hmm. my friend and actually roommate anna um i just kind of got drafted into it uh
0: But that's what friends do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: If you, if you live with somebody who's doing a D and D project and you're the one who introduced them to D and D, which I can't take credit for that. I was the one who introduced her to D and D, but (laughs) it it really came about because she got really into D and D and at the same time was dealing with some disabilities and figuring them out. Mm -hmm. And it it really came out of a realizing that there was a gap there that some people were filling, but that D&D itself did not fill. It came out of wanting to see yourself represented in the things that you play. And if D&D isn't going to give you a way to do that on its own, then we will fill in the gaps. I think it, it really comes out of just a love of tabletop games and wanting to be able to play them as ourselves that's one of the big reasons why I help with it and wanted to be a part of it was that I really really like playing games I also feel really really passionately about disability topics and about representation in any kind of media we completely agree with all of that
2: yeah I think I first realized because I'm visually impaired and I first like I didn't, at first, when I was playing D&D, I didn't really notice that there wasn't anyone with disabilities in the world most of the time. And then I was listening to Three Black Halflings and them talk about, like, how there's not really any people of color in a lot of the Eurocentric D&D games. And I was like, oh, that kind of applies to, like, disabilities too. Like, they're always, you know, probably straight, white people that are healthy and, like, on, you know... Fully able bodied. So, I was yeah. Like, yeah, we need to definitely increase our diversity or if in they, a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, or if they had a disability, it'd be like this awful, debilitating thing that was the worst thing that ever happened. Yep. Which isn't how it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we get so many people who will, you know, they want to pick a fight and they'll comment and they'll say, you know, well, if there's a disability in, you know, a fantasy world, it's probably because it's a curse or something like that and that's just that's just ridiculous.
0: Sure, sometimes that might have <laughs> happened, but like you're out doing this like very dangerous work with like monsters and getting into fights, like things are going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. You might lose a limb.
1: <laughs> if that's the only way you could imagine having disabled people in your world, that's that's not great. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel a little bad for those people with very limited imagination set. You can only be cursed to become disabled.
1: Uh,
0: people. <laughs> need to broaden your horizons. Yeah. It's true. So along the same vein, what is your favorite mechanic you've made so far and what mechanics are you looking forward to making in the future?
1: I am kind of biased. I feel very proud of our autism mechanics. Um mm-hmm. Again, that's because I'm autistic. I helped write them. That's, <laughs> I'm a little bit biased there. Uh, but that's that's definitely my favorite one thus far, just because I have obviously a personal connection to it. Right. Uh, I also, it's not necessarily a mechanic, but we recently put out a zine called A Guide to Service Mimics, where we took the concept of mimics, which are normally just monsters, and thought, well, what if they could be neat little service animals that could kind of adapt to the needs of their players. Uh, I did a lot of the layout and some of the mechanics for that as well. And that was, that was very fun.
0: It's super cute. I love it. We both just read through it Mm -hmm. and I, I just enjoyed how like you talked about like the history of like, Hey, you know, like anything that doesn't have like love and affection and nurturing is going to be like, gonna seem kind of mean you know Mm -hmm. like this is probably why they are the way they are and if you know give them some attention and food they'll probably you know turn around and start to like hang out with you kind of like you know a feral cat (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm.
2: yeah there's a lot of wild animals that like if you're not you know if you catch them when they're injured and you help them they'll probably befriend you even if it's like a wolf or something you know yeah but if you are going in and attacking it, it's going to fight back. Um, I also, as we were reading through that scene, I saw that the you have the seeing eye mimic, and I'm playing a visually impaired character in the actual play that Quinn runs for me that we do for our patrons. And I'm like, oh, now I really want one of these. So
1: <laughs> I, I
0: love them. Yeah, and I was like, I think we need to get Naboon one of these.
2: Yeah. It'd be fantastic because naboon I made him, he's a warlock and I gave him the invocation. I don't remember what it's called, but you can touch someone and then like see through their eyes. Oh yeah. So he's been like using that to like assess rooms. He's like, here, let me just put my hand on your shoulder <laughs> and I will also look at the room. So yeah, but I think that having a seeing eye mimic would be awesome. Okay. So. On our show, we love characters, and so we want to know what is your favorite character that you have played, and as I said in the email, you can be an NPC. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I have picked an NPC. There is a campaign that I have been running for almost two years now, and actually several of the players are on the d disability team, uh, so that's where we've ended up testing out a lot of our mechanics, actually, is through some of those PCs. But there is a specific NPC in this campaign that was actually one of the big things that made me realize that this was an important thing to me. Um, His name is Hollis. He's a rogue. Mm -hmm. And he was just a major NPC that the players had to deal with for one little arc, Mm -hmm. And as I was playing him, it was around the same time that I was figuring out that I myself was autistic. And I started to see a lot of those traits in him. And so I kind of leaned into it and I didn't really tell anybody at first, uh, but I had kind of decided in my head, oh, this cool assassin man that they've been getting help from, he's also autistic. And I just put all of those little traits in him as I was figuring them out for myself. And what ended up happening was I put a lot of traits and various things into him that I didn't like about myself or that I thought was inconvenient for other people or that made me hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was that my players really, really loved this character and they loved all the things about him that I thought were Annoying or irritating, or that were hard to deal with. They were just crazy about this guy. They ended up kind of, you know, how players do basically adopting him. He hangs out with the party all the time now. Um, But that was kind of what made me realize as I was accepting being disabled and figuring that out and getting those diagnoses about myself. It's like, oh, no, I'm not hard to deal with. I'm not, like, broken in any way. I just need people who will accept and roll with and accommodate those things about myself. Yeah. And I, I learned that through seeing how my players accepted those things in that NPC, I was able to be open with them about the fact that those were things that I dealt with. And it it just made it a better table for everyone. Uh, so i'm I'm very attached to him. My players are very attached to him, <laughs> and he he is one of the big things that got me invested into this.
0: That's great. Finding a great group of people to play with is so wonderful because exactly what you said, like finding like a group that like accepts you for you and everything is, is humans need that, like no matter what. And also, you know, I love that you're like, oh, I had all these, like, different, like, quirks and things about him that, you know, I thought were bad. But really, they just enriched the character and made him more relatable to everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I also think it's interesting that, like, you know, a lot of people, when they make their first character or some of the earlier D&D characters, will end up kind of making themselves. But you consciously were like, no, I'm going to make this person me or all the, I guess, the qualities you didn't like about yourself put into them. So, you know, you had at least some qualities of yourself inside this character. So that was, I think that's kind of cool. And it's great that your players loved them and were like, oh, Amy, we do like you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I think everyone who is on the D&D disability team also happens to play in that game. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not the only players, but they're a good half of it. So we have ended up having what I think is a table that I'm really proud of where most of us are disabled all in our own ways and we've kind of found each other's accommodations and a lot of the PCs are disabled now and we use a lot of those mechanics we've come up with. It's just a cool thing, I think.
2: Yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it. How do you feel people with
0: disabilities have been represented in RPGs you've played? I know you've come up with some things, but maybe in other groups you've played in, other games you've played in.
2: Yeah. It sounds like your current group, it's been great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think honestly, in the past, it's just been not seeing disabled people portrayed at all. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's honestly been most of it more than, I mean, you'll get the, I've definitely had experiences with, you know, things being a curse that had to be overcome, but more often than not, I have just not been able to see that in the games that I've played. It's either something that just doesn't come up, or it's something that able people don't want to bring up because they either don't want to get it wrong, or they don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, I just honestly hadn't seen a lot of it until we started doing this, or until I started becoming more active in the online D and tabletop community and realized that there were other people doing really cool mechanics and such yeah but it was yeah up until around then i had never really played in a game where it was even acknowledged honestly
2: yeah that is kind of how i was as well so i'm glad that we are finding people we can play with where we can represent ourselves in our characters and if people don't like that, well, they can go play with their other friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's definitely become a much bigger movement. I feel mm-hmm. like in the past couple of years, especially online. Yeah. I mean, we're not the only people doing disability mechanics. There are so many mm-hmm. other people doing them for D&D, for other games. And people are starting to represent themselves more and to see themselves represented. So I think that's very cool. It's encouraging for me to go on and see this whole community of people kind of making themselves heard yes
2: all right and then uh my last question Quinn might have another i don't remember a list <laughs> but <laughs> um before obviously we're gonna make a character sale but my last question is uh do you have any tips for able-bodied people or you know people that want to be more inclusive in their games and how can they do that Obviously, step one, buy the guided service mimics and use that.
1: Yes, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Any other tips, though?
1: Yeah, so we will also will get people, especially DMs, who will ask us, you know, if I'm not disabled, is it okay if I use your mechanics or is it okay if I have disabled NPCs or if I play a disabled character? And we always tell people, yes, absolutely. I think that the first step is just to make it A normal thing and not be afraid of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people who don't want to bring it up or don't want to try because they don't want to get it wrong. And that's fine. But I think that if you're going into it with good faith and good intentions and you genuinely want to just play a disabled character or start having disabled NPCs, if you're willing to listen and to learn and ask questions if you're really not sure... I think that people should just go for it. I think that that's how things get normalized, you know? If you just Mm -hmm. be cool about it. Treat it like it's, it's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a whole, this is my character and they are disabled. Just treat them like a person. Just treat them like you would any other character. Obviously, they're going to have things that are unique to them and their disability, but I think that people shouldn't be afraid to... Go for it and be willing to learn as they go. I think it's that's really important.
0: Yeah, you brought up a great point that like people with disabilities are still people and they're people first and they mm-hmm. aren't defined by what their disability or disabilities are.
2: Yeah, like I would say that if you're going to have a disabled character, it shouldn't be their only trait that they are disabled. It's like sure. oh there's the store or innkeeper and he is in a wheelchair. And that's all you tell the party? That's not good. But if you're like, oh, you know, he looks like he's got, you know, worn calluses on his hand from where he probably does some blacksmithing on the side or, you know, something like that. Give them some other traits besides they're in a wheelchair. Right, yeah. <laughs> or just whatever the disability. Just yeah.
1: treat them as people.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And also don't just mention it and have it not affected at all. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're going to go through the world and see the world differently because of their different abilities. Like it's, that's, that's another thing that, you know, can pop up.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not just kind of a like skin that you slap on to just kind of have it there. It is going to inform the character, but yeah, they're, they're people. We're people. right?
0: Well, this has been a great discussion, but now it's time to move on to some character creation. And since your work is all about increasing awareness about disabilities in tabletop games, we wanted to make a disabled character with you. And an idea that we've been wanting to make for a bit is a character that uses... We were thinking quarterstaffs as walking aids. But, you know, they have walking aids of some sort. And they also have the dual wielder feat, so they can use them both in combat. Mm -hmm. And so they'll be level 4 so that we can take that dual wielder feat. And
2: and we did see in the service guide to mimics there is a crutches item that you guys have created so we could use that if you want or we can use whatever
1: yeah yes we do have mimic crutches that do also function as weapons
2: mm-hmm. so what does that sound good to you
1: yeah that sounds awesome let's do
0: it all right all right and so we haven't made a paladin yet on our show so I was thinking if we use the oath of accessibility, um, that I do not remember his name. Isaac, is that it?
2: I don't know if you told me. <laughs> that was for Amy. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, it's Isaac Cook Khan.
0: Yes, yeah, so that Isaac made that D and D Disability has partnered with on their website, and I think that'd be super cool. You know that they're focused on making the world accessible for
2: everyone Mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a good oath to take if you have a disability i mean obviously if you don't have a disability you can do it as well yeah but as a person with a disability they're probably more aware of some of the challenges that people face that they want to rectify and make accessible for everyone for sure do you have any dice in front of you amy I usually do. like roll Unless you have things that you want to pick So yeah. usually for like a race and a gender We just roll But if you want to pick things We can also let you do that
1: Let's roll Rolling sounds fun I will okay. always okay. roll dice when I have the opportunity <laughs> Okay
2: So how We have a list of like 40 races that yes, 40 has. races oh, So have. first we roll a d20 And you that determines even or odd And then you roll a second d20 To pick like you know one through 20 of the evens or the odds
1: all right so we have a 14
2: okay so even and then roll again
1: 20
0: okay all right so that would be a warforged interesting (laughs) nice i have never played a warforged
2: i played warforged in a one shot once yeah and then they turned into a ghoul Oh, that's right. Okay, yes, I did. We We
0: played a a Halloween-themed one-shot where everyone turned into, like, monsters. Oh, Yeah, everyone turned into into an undead. Yeah, thank you. That was the word, undead.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because my brother-in-law really wanted to play a skeleton. We're like, well, there isn't a skeleton, but we do have this one-shot, so we can make you turn into a skeleton (laughs) right away. (laughs)
1: There you go. Wish fulfillment. (laughs) Yep. Yes.
2: And then at the end of the one shot there, you like find a wishing ring or ring with wish in it, basically to turn yourselves back into whatever you were. And so the wish that we made let him stay a skeleton. <laughs> we all
0: want to turn back except for him. Yeah. <laughs> so a Warforged is like a sentient, like robot kind of, mm-hmm. for the listeners who might not know. So they get a con increase, and then another ability increases by one of our choice.
2: Alright, and we're doing a paladin? Yes. Okay, Amy, do you want to roll their stats? We do the 4d6, take the higher 3.
0: Alright, yes. And then we
2: usually just roll in order, but if you want to change things, you can, but we think it's sometimes it's just funnier for you know, <laughs> yeah. it gives them weird traits. Like, if this paladin gets a bad strength, we'll deal with it. But Yeah,
1: <laughs> that sounds fun to me. All right. Let me grab one more d6. I had three. All right, here we go. Ooh, not bad. Okay, so this one was really good. So strength is going to be 13. Not too shabby. Yeah. All right. Our next one is not as good. (laughs) (laughs) That is a 11.
0: You know, maybe it makes sense. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that eleven's still not terrible. Oh,
0: 11 isn't terrible.
2: (laughs) Amy, I rolled once for my character I'm doing in our actual play. And, or, no, this is a different character I rolled, and three of my numbers are 886. And so I was like, oh, boy, this person is flawed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Yeah, it was. uh,
2: She's an awkward kitty.
1: She's an awkward kitty. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, I got two sixes for that one. So we have a math. <laughs> 16. Nice. 16 in con?
2: Yes. That's pretty good.
1: Very beefy. Yeah. you would Very think if you. <laughs> you'd think for a DM that I would be a little bit faster at doing math, but basic, basic math is hard. And also maybe you're used to
0: doing virtual rolling now you're rusty there's that
1: i'm also there you go i'm a disabled dm i actually technically have what is it called? Math dyslexia. I think it's is it dysgraphia? Dyscalcula. Oh, dyscalculia. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So about half the time, I will say a number after I roll, and one of my players will just go, "Are you are you sure?" <laughs> and sometimes it is not the right number that I have just very confidently said. But that's okay. That's why I have
2: that's all right. Nice we nice players accepting these as canon, even if you unless you say over eighteen or below three. I'm not going to question you.
1: That is true. <laughs> All right. This next one's a nine. All okay. right.
2: Is that intelligence first? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. And then that one's a
2: 14. Pretty wise. And let's see how charming of a robot this is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, not very. Uh, <laughs> 10.
0: Okay. okay. Well, I don't think we're going to put the plus one in that. No.
2: We have an odd strength, so I we could put it there.
0: I think strength would probably be
1: good. Yeah, let's let's make them beefy.
2: Okay.
0: All right. So we'll just run through these stats real quick. We've got strength 14, dexterity 11, constitution 18, intelligence 9, wisdom 14, and charisma 10. It's pretty solid. Did
2: they get a plus two to con?
0: Yes, they did. Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did we get 18?
0: <laughs> uh, Because warforged a lot of hp yeah strong hard to knock down Mm -hmm. all right do we want to roll for a gender
2: yeah do robots have genders
0: i mean (laughs) i think they can have a gender okay
2: all right so just roll a d6 amy and quinn knows what the numbers mean and i always get it wrong so we just let (laughs) quinn do it
1: (laughs) all good It's a two all right so they are male excellent
2: and do you have any name in mind for this Warforge? Or we can we go to Fantasy Name Generator all the time? Either way.
1: I am bad at names, and I use name generators for everything. Okay. So <laughs> that would be very on, on character right. for me.
0: Fantasy Name Generators, it is.
1: <laughs> oh, Fantasy Name Generators is the bomb. That's what I use pretty much. I just have it open when I run sessions because... I, I know that they're gonna try to talk to somebody that I haven't made up yet. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: That's just what they do.
2: That's one great website to have bookmarked.
1: And they have so many
0: things besides just like names and stuff. Like you can get descriptions and things.
1: Yeah, I I use it for place names, I use it for business names, all kinds of things. Yeah.
2: Are you playing it up Quinn?
0: I am working on it. I'm not seeing it on here. There's gotta be one though. I mean there's a robot names. I'll click on that and see what we get.
2: Yeah, I don't think Warforge have to be made out of metal. I think they're just golems, right? Like, are um, they? Maybe they are metal. We can make it whatever we want. That's
0: true. We can make it whatever we
2: want. What are the robot names?
0: So here's some robot names we've got Supreme Life Simulation Golem, <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Instructor Robot.
2: Okay, these are weird. I like that.
0: There's um self-reliant simulation android. And then there's also things like tracker, Dottie, Boomer. Okay. So
1: things like I that. did find the Warforged
2: Oh good. I was
1: Simulator. gonna
0: just Google it in a second, but yeah, if you found it, that's great. Just see what we got here.
1: Looks like for Warforged it's mostly we've got Dreamer. Data Render. Toad is one, which I think is very funny.
2: <laughs> toad is ridiculous. Toad. I like Toad.
0: I mean, maybe it's gotta kinda, be. He's kind of stocky, yeah. like like yeah. you know.
2: He's yeah.
1: burly and beefy.
2: Yeah, that's true. His that's
1: name is what his name like. is Toad. That I has that's charmed me. That has to be it. All right, sounds
0: good. Toad, I love it. Is his like metal or? Skin
1: or whatever like kind of greenish.
2: I think so. All right. Oh, that's (laughs) cute Yeah,
1: maybe somebody told him he looked like a toad once and he was like, well, that's a, I mean, that's a good name (laughs) Kind of embraced it.
0: Yeah, that is very cute. I like it. I'm loving this boy.
2: Okay So they're taking the oath of accessibility At level three and they're paladin. So should we kind of think about what kind of god they somehow connected with? And why yeah. a warforge and a god linked up?
0: <laughs> well, maybe the person who created this warforge, because they're like made things, right? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was connected to some sort of deity and made them for a purpose, like this, you know?
2: Oh, maybe the, okay, that's like artificer or whatever that made Toad. Yeah. They were disabled as well, and so they made Toad to, like, help them out around the house. So it's like an accessibility war forge. But then either the master died or, like, there was a malfunction with Toad's programming, so he didn't do it as good as the person wanted, and then Toad moved on after either the person died or, like, you know, they were like, hey, get out of here. You didn't work the <laughs> right way. But it's, that feels really harsh. That's
0: so sad. <laughs> I don't like that story, Alex. <laughs> Too sad.
2: That's what happened to my Warforged robot.
0: I, I do remember that is what happened to your Warforged. Because he
2: had a malfunction, because he was a barbarian. So the malfunction was that he would go into like a blood rage. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can't have and, that.
2: Yeah. So then the person that made them were was just like, now nah, you're out of here. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Maybe he was created and then kind of unleashed upon the world to go fight for accessibility. Yeah. Maybe okay. this is his purpose.
2: That's a better, that's a better that's, story. <laughs> that's Less more sad. like
1: what
0: I was leaning towards. Okay. <laughs> but I think that when he's out and about, you know, he gets damaged somehow. And mm-hmm. this is why he needs, um, so he like sustains an injury and this is why he needs these um, crutches. Yeah,
1: because Warforged can feel pain and everything. They have... Yeah. So like that, so that that makes sense that he would be damaged. Yeah, like
0: maybe he got some sort of like spinal injury, so he can't stand for like up straight for a long period of time unassisted. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and the okay, so if we go with the service mimic, he also like when he meets the mimic, or he could meet the person from the service mimic book. Um, I th- well, Lazarus, Lazaro. I don't remember. I'm bad at names. But I should anyway. know
1: this. I made him up. Lazo. Uh, it's Lazo. That's okay. what it is. I was kind of close. It took me so- a second for somebody <laughs> who made up that name or found that name and made the yes. character. You it's would
2: think that I. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, so I was gonna say either Toad met Lazo, or maybe Toad just found a mimic and like realized that it could be useful because mimics don't want to eat Warforge because they're not. That's like, true. Yummy flesh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They've got a little symbiotic relationship here. Mm-hmm. The Mimic can't really eat metal. Warforged right. can find things for the Mimic to eat. Yeah, it and Warforged out. doesn't need to eat itself.
0: So it's like, yeah, any food I find you can have. There you go. Perfect. That's cute. I,
2: think, I feel like we should name the service Mimic as well. I don't know if you... In with your um zine intended for people to name their service mimics, but I think that a hundred percent people should name their service mimics. Oh,
1: we actually there's the like a cute that, little certificate in there. Yeah, oh, okay. we one hundred percent. I think that that NPC actually has a weighted yeah, blanket mimic. His name is Oatcake. Yeah, oh, okay. it's so cute. <laughs> I love yes. It. Please name your mimics. They're very cute. We love them all.
2: I almost want to name it like Froggy or something because <laughs> Toad. But it seems a little too on the nose.
1: I mean, I don't think a Warforged is just going to be super nuanced. He also That's
0: doesn't true. have like a super high intelligence. So I think he'd go with like a pretty basic name, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when like a little kid is like, this is my dog. Its name is Doggy. Like, you know. Frog and Toad. Did you ever read those little books? I loved Frog and Toad when I was a kid. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Those were my favorites. I think
2: we're naming the Mimic Frog. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's a, like, brighter green Mimic. Yeah. I love it.
0: So, so funny.
2: I was going to mention on what Quinn said about, like, naming things. I have a cousin, and when she was really little, she named all of her stuffed animals Penelope. Not Penelope, <laughs> but Penelope with like an F.
1: <laughs> I mean, at least it was a, it was a creative name. Why yeah. not? If, if it ain't broke, you know, it's a good name. It works. It is a very creative.
2: Yeah. The only name. problem was she named multiple things that. <laughs> then it's confusing. Well, yeah. then
0: you don't forget. Mm-hmm. Bring me Penelope.
2: Yeah. One? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so Toad was created to go and make the world more accessible. Mm -hmm. And then he sustained an injury. I'm not sure how.
0: Some sort of battle or some sort of adventuring thing. Like, who knows? Maybe Mm -hmm. he was scaling a mountain and fell. I don't know. Lots of things can happen.
2: Mm -hmm. And then he came upon Frog, who was not named Frog. But then he tamed this man... by giving it food that he had found and now they're best friends and he named it Frog. So now what is, um, total up to, like, I don't know, are they in an adventuring party? Are they going out by themselves?
0: It's a good question.
2: Should we say a little bit about the Oath of Accessibility? What he is, like, the Oath Tenants are?
0: Yeah, so the four tenets of the Oath of Accessibility are Support, Ambition, Everyone Has the Right to Follow Their Calling, fight ignorance those who bar access should be educated society adapts change the environment not the people you too shall pass (laughs) differences should not mean being disqualified from having access to every aspect of life that that name of that one just gets me every time it's so funny it's so good (laughs) yes
2: So I feel like Toad wants to be in cities more than he wants to be in, like, the forest adventuring, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he wants to be where the people are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if he's trying to make change. So I think that whoever made him trying to make the world more accessible was, like, a reclusive wizard or artificer. And they were kind of, like, in... I'm picturing, like, a tower on, like, a cliffside because of what (laughs) Quinn said about him falling down the cliff. And Toad immediately walked off, like, the wrong direction and fell.
0: (laughs) This poor, poor boy.
2: I'm sorry. I have to make it tragic somehow. (laughs) It's okay. I have a dark, dark part of me that tries to shine through.
1: <laughs> like every d player you have yeah. to have a tragic backstory yeah. somehow. He made it out okay
0: though. I mean like yes yeah, he sustained an injury right. but you know he's still kicking.
2: Yeah and he found Frog and like they wouldn't be together if he you know hadn't needed him. Well maybe they would. I'm not gonna take that away from him. <laughs> he, he would still have Frog.
0: Okay so he's got He's got his trusty frog.
2: Yep. So then, does he get a second like cane that he uses to walk, or does he just need one cane? Which one were you thinking? Like, is it like crutches, like a cane with each arm, or is it one cane for support?
1: I kind of like the idea that he's just got one big old cane okay. that he can. Sounds good. Lean on, and then if you you know you mess with him, smack he'll yep. with it <laughs> yeah and okay. then he also has like a sword excellent
2: yeah he had something to bring justice yeah. you know and make the world more accessible i'm still curious about like a god of accessibility though but that's fine i think it would just be like a god of life maybe or like
0: life peace balance
2: yeah those are all good
0: Anything like that seems like a good fit. Community.
2: Which one do you like, Amy?
1: See, now you're having to make decisions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you well, can roll. You I can always roll a die.
1: It's true. It's a great way to make decisions. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I kind of, I kind of like like a basically, you know, life domain type of god. Okay. Sounds good. I feel like that can encompass all of those other concepts too you
2: know yeah yeah i don't think life domain is usually also for the opposite of those things that one like said like you know
1: yeah
2: <laughs> or war so <laughs> yeah i think it's probably got peace and community
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think he's really about that yeah he just wants to make the world better for everyone yeah
2: awesome i don't know is there anything else we want to add about toad
0: i mean we should maybe pick some skills for him okay
2: sounds good we always just, like, fly by the seat of our pants, Amy, so.
1: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how I DM <laughs> constantly, so that's fine with me. Seems pretty good. What should his background be?
2: That's a good question, because we didn't give him much of, like, well, he was kind of, like, helping out at his wizard or artificer, right? Mm-hmm. Before he left, so I don't know if there's really, like, accolade, kind of, but that's... Accolade,
1: kind of, but...
2: Not really. <laughs>
1: Um I mean yeah, at this point he might have a kind of folk hero background, you know? I was thinking folk hero yeah. to be honest. I he probably has hero. a little bit of a <laughs> reputation for being a being a helping hand. I feel like that yeah. would make sense. Yeah,
0: I love it. Folk hero.
2: Yeah, so it's more of like a people know Toad because he comes and helps out everyone, not necessarily the like he slew a dragon to get a reputation. Yeah. But He has a reputation.
0: Yeah, he goes and he he helps and saves, like, you know, people in need and,
1: like, trying to think of a character, like, like, he's a hero of the people, you Mm -hmm. know? I kind of like the idea that maybe he also helps out other adventurers or younger adventurers. Maybe he helps kind of starting out young adventurers find accessibility things that they might need. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, maybe he kind of, yeah, mentors some little level one disabled adventurers helps them figure out what they need to go slice some dragons. I feel like
2: we could take that further too. And he could also help out like a level 10 adventurer that let's say they've lost an arm in the battle. And now they're like, well, I don't know if I can keep adventuring because I lost my arm. And then he's like, no, 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 child. I've only trained
0: in dual wielding.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Not (laughs) dual
0: wielding. Um, like double-handed yeah two-handed weapon fighting that's, that's that what I
2: is dual about. wielding you got okay, it okay
0: yes but <laughs> no i meant like i'm holding a great sword or a great axe yeah
2: oh okay got it two-handed weapons yeah two-handed weapons
0: is what yeah
2: because I, I feel like toad could be like that too like right you know for people that get disabled as they adventure and then he's like let me teach you how to adapt and continue to live a normal life and you know you can keep adventuring if you want.
1: I like that a lot. Yeah, he helps other adventurers figure out what they need. Yeah, mean. like
2: an adventurer loses a, a leg or something or they go blind and their party is like, well, you know, who could help? Frog and Toad.
1: <laughs> yeah, Frog and Toad are here, are you here to see rescue you. The adventures
0: of Frog and Toad.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, is the, all right. So I think they opened like a school, like for yeah. this, and it's called <laughs> the Adventurers of Frog and Toad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cute. I like that. See, now I'm just imagining them in like the little Frog and Toad illustration style. You know, just a big, old, beefy war form. Yeah, and the they've cane. got these pants on, yep. and they're like little, like sport yeah. coats
0: or blazers, whatever that they wear. <laughs>
2: And somehow the cane also has a little blazer on. Oh, it's. Adorable. I mean, it's
0: it's a mimic. They can yeah, look like whatever exactly. they want. Yeah. <laughs> they pop out just like a little bit of like they make some spikes into like little like arms so mm-hmm. that they can wear yeah. a little coat too.
1: Cute. Perfect. You gotta be stylish. Uh, yeah.
0: Always. Okay, so with the folk here, they get animal handling and survival. I like the animal handling because, like, also, like, with mimics, maybe, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. I can help out yeah. with that. Because I feel like animal handling, you know, should be, like, all types of, like, creatures out in the world. Not just, like, a random wolf or deer that <laughs> you run into, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I
1: yeah. would apply it to mimics.
0: Yeah. And then for... Paladin, we get to choose two from Athletics, Insight, Intimidation, Medicine, Persuasion, and Religion. I'm feeling Medicine. That yeah, makes, that makes
2: yeah. sense. Hmm. I was thinking maybe Intimidation. Like Toad doesn't try to be intimidating, but he's a big, beefy warforge So this sometimes is true. Might be.
0: <laughs> I could see that
1: happening. I mean, you don't you don't respect people's accommodations. That's true.
0: He gets you get a whale on
2: you. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. Intimidation, yes.
2: We also get like a fighting style, right, as a Paladin at level two? Yes. Am I skipping ahead too far, I'm sorry.
0: Oh no, no, you're <laughs> fine. Like right. that's it that we just need to pick. Like the other stuff, eh. Equipment. We don't need to pick it. We know he's got a long sword.
2: Yep. And he's got a toad. Or I mean a frog.
0: He's got a frog. Um, <laughs> he
2: is toad. Amy, any thoughts on like a fighting style that he has or anything else you want to flesh out about too? I'm hmm.
1: looking at the fighting styles. I kind of like protection. That's what I was looking at. I was looking at that or defense, but I think I like protection best. You know, he's got to help out his fellow adventurers, maybe mm-hmm. sometimes he goes on little field trip quests with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, that works for him. You know, he's yeah. good at stepping out in front of his friends, keeping mm-hmm. him safe.
2: Especially with, like, the big pile of hit points that he yeah. has.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's here to help. Yeah. He's just a big old shield.
2: Yeah, I, li- I just like the idea of him going out and being like, all right, let's go, you know, let's go find a small adventure we let's can do together and make sure you... rescue that
1: cat up a tree. Yeah, yeah make you've sure you got the,
2: the accommodations you need.
1: <laughs> gotta help people figure out what they need, get the confidence back, all that good yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Right. This is
2: giving me like flashbacks to when I went blind and then went to adjustment to blindness training and you know had spent like six months learning how to live as a blind person. <laughs> so yeah,
1: it's
0: it's kind l- of a like little that. little boot camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I don't have anything else to add about Toad. He Toad seems... is perfect. Yeah, Toad yeah. has yeah. never done anything wrong. <laughs> no, never.
2: Yeah, it's not in his programming.
1: <laughs> he is there to help. <laughs> I like that he's less a, you know, go out there and slay things adventurer and more, because I you know that's, that's what you usually think of when you think of paladins, I feel like. Yeah. But I like that yeah. he is just as courageous and brave in his little niche. He's just yeah. out here helping people. Yeah, yes. living living out his oath yes
0: living like, out his oath living his best life and helping everyone else live their best lives too
2: Quinn if I don't if Niboon doesn't meet Toad I'm gonna be sad I Just. feel like Toad <laughs> has to be
0: out and about and you know we already said he's in a major city like there you'll you probably go. encounter Toad
2: yeah he's also, out there somewhere yeah like Amy you can also feel free to put Toad in your game because we know that who wouldn't want to put Toad in their game
1: Everyone, everyone should put Toad in their game. Everyone put Toad in your game. (laughs) Yeah, and if you didn't, what are you doing? Like, why you want him? I love it.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Amy. Do you want to give one last plug as to where people can find more about D&D disability and anything else that you're working on? Yeah,
1: so we're in a little bit of a hiatus right now. Um, A bunch of us are either busy or, you know, we're all disabled, so sometimes we have Mm -hmm. (laughs) flare-ups. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, we have some mechanics planned for the next month or so. Um, you can find us at dnddisability.com. That's where all of our mechanics are. That's where you can see all of our links to things. We have a Twitter at dnddisability. Pretty much any social media, we are at dnddisability. Uh, and I am at the Amy Meester on Twitter. I usually have whatever I'm working on disability related or not up on there so yeah we're, we're pretty easy to find if you look us up anywhere we're probably there awesome
2: yes. well thanks again for coming
1: thanks so much yeah it was a lot of fun
2: i love toad and frog
1: thanks for letting <laughs> me create
0: toad and frog yeah it was lovely you can find more information about our show at a couple of characters have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character email us at a couple of characters pod at gmail.com You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACOC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes.
2: Yeah, tell a friend about our show and give us a five-star review.
0: Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search ACOC Podcast.
2: Yeah, you can find out what Naboon's been doing and see if he gets a service mimic. And you can also support us by going to bookshop.org shop slash and any purchase you make there will help us out. You can find me on Twitter at Alex in Winterland.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at notadrquinn. Thanks for listening. Keep
2: on rolling. It's a very pathetic meow. He's a little boy, and the girl cat's meow is deeper.
0: She's sleeping on a towel right now. Yep. But about yourself and your show? Not show. Sorry. Let me re-ask that. <laughs> Forgot to edit that that question. Whoa.
2: <laughs> if you're like, no, I didn't like that Alex guy, so I'm not gonna talk to him again.
0: Alex is the worst.